Hey Dan, yeah. we're back for another uh, upcoming month. Yes, sir. Did you see oh, any geez. of our stuff from last month, though? Oh, okay, yes, of course I did. You know. Yeah, that. I've got a list here of the stuff that we had last month, and I gotta tell you, I don't think I saw any of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that goes in line with our usual things because I put mm-hmm. things that I am almost positive I will see. 80, I'm going to say like probably 80% of what I put, I, I usually see. Uh, right. And at least that's the weird thing is that, because do I have to necessarily watch it within the first month it's on or, you know, but no. but no, I will still watch some of this stuff. I just haven't watched it yet. Well, some of it's not out. Like truth be told, we're only halfway through July. So, uh, but I'll be able to confirm for sure if I will be seeing the things that we, and, that and I was literally planning to start the white Lotus today. Oh, really? Like, oh, I, I saw like, the first I episode. I plan to watch it. Oh, is it good? Yeah. I like, I liked it. I liked it. I heard. Uh, another show we we're going to talk about too uh, uh, for August is like this, mm-hmm. I think. And, and for a fact, it's confirmed that like Mike White was asked by HBO to do a COVID-friendly show. Like if he had right. any ideas for one. And so this this type of series, I think, is going to be very common maybe in the next year or so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, where it's like a one setting outdoors or like in a p- remote area with our ca- just our characters and like we can isolate The only everybody. difference is going to be no masks, right? Yeah, yeah. No masks, but it's like it, it, because we have less outside elements in terms of a city or somewhere mm-hmm. with like a lot of extras, stuff like that. We're going to be at vacation locations and yeah, things like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. White Lotus is uh, yeah, a second... Let's see. By the time this comes out, it'll be like probably third or fourth episode, and it's only I mm-hmm. think six. Oh, and it, you know, I heard an interesting angle that it might be a uh, anthology. It could easily be an anthology series because you just right. replace the guests and, or you know, have the other guests I guess come back if you wanted. But I think it's more interesting to just have like the White Lotus as like a place and different people come and go. So mm-hmm. we'll see. When we talked about it the first time, I made reference to two other shows, uh, The oh. Lodge, or is it called The Lodge? No. Lodge 49? It's called something else. Lo- no. Oh, hotel. Uh, that's uh, a room. Uh, room 149. 104, whatever it's called. 104. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And yep. then the other one about the about the like woodsy log, the log book. Is that what it was called? Oh, you mentioned there that. There was one about yeah. a woodsy log. guest book, I think, maybe. Is it the guest book? I think but it's the guest book. You know what I'm talking about, yes. right? It was a woods one. I heard about it. Yeah. And different people signed the guest book and then mm-hmm. they'll like stay I think up it might the be thing. Good, but yeah. Yeah, it was reminiscent of that stuff, and an anthology series would fall right in line. Yeah, with something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have not watched uh, the American Horror Stories, Schmigadoon, or Ultra City Smiths. I'm afraid. Okay, Schmigadoon. I've seen the first one, and uh, how do you? What do you think? It's a mixed bag for me. Um, it's not my favorite thing, just like a lot mm-hmm. of the musical stuff. But they're they're having fun with it, and it's like very cartoony. It's very good looking show. So, and I like the two how leads. Is, so, how is I was gonna say how is yeah. Keegan Michael Key? He's um, ser- yeah, it's kind of interesting because he's kind of serious. He's like not just completely playing it as for laughs all the time, because uh, there are no, like a relationship her him and uh, Cecily Stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, having some issues so that's partly why we think in this moment because they're on a retreat 
like a couple's retreat and they end up going down the forest in a wrong direction and end up in Schmigadoon. Oh, okay. So it's like right. it's a way for them to work out their problems, it seems like, or something like that. So, so yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it's weirder seeing Cecily Strong in a lead role. You know, it's kind of, I'm not used to seeing her as just herself. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, kind of like when we saw She's Kristen Wiig for the first a time. A weird uh, character yeah. or uh, um, such a uh, helper character uh-huh. that she doesn't really have that much uh, uh, stuff to her. Right. Like in, uh, do you remember her tiny part in Ghostbusters? Oh, I don't remember what she, she was doing, was, but that sounds She familiar. was, do you remember who the mayor was? No. The mayor was like a famous actor. Uh-huh. Um, I'm scouring the... Uh, the, the 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 IMDb, but she uh, was his um, uh, like assistant like helper. Yeah, yeah, assistant's the word I was looking for. Uh-huh. Um, and but but like her, it had a it had something to it. It wasn't uh, like a nothing. Andy Garcia. It was not that oh, okay. a nothing part. It was her oh. and Andy Garcia had banter, and uh-huh. that was she was clearly there to punch Garcia. Right, Garcia is not known for being funny. Yep, Cecily Strong, I think, is very funny. Yes. So I was like, having seen her like elevate small parts of that, I was hoping that Shemigadoon might prove to be something of a launching pad for her, but right. it sounds like maybe not. No, I mean, I think it could. Um, it's just, it's just, we don't know those angles. Like, we just don't know what to expect from her yet. So it's just going to be a feeling out period as she like transitions mm-hmm. from SNL to, you know, movies and TV and stuff, you know? So we'll see. Will you stick with Shemigadoon? Or are you thinking? Yeah, a couple, I think, I'll, yeah, a couple more maybe. You're going to give it the um, three-episode test? Yeah, I think is so. That a, is that a thing that's known outside of... I've always I known know. it in anime, but... No, I don't the know three that. three-episode test? Okay. I personally well, don't know that to be a thing that it, like, people really say or anything. You know, usually... It makes sense. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Usually because what? Because no, maybe... I feel like you're usually on board or you're not pretty quick with TV. It's not right. like you're going to... If you're not into it and you think like, oh, it's going to get better or change or so, whatever, you know? Let me explain yeah. a little bit, though, yeah. and maybe you'll, I can change your mind. Yeah. Uh, the concept, I heard it first through anime, but I've always thought of it as a sitcom thing that works the most with sitcom. Uh-huh. Because the first episode, the pilot, is the one where you throw everything at the wall and you see what sticks. Right. The second one, the second episode, is the one where you refine how well you did it in the first one, but right. you show people the process of how the season or how the series is going to go. Yeah. The third episode is usually the first episode that looks like how an average episode is going to look. Right. That's why okay. I okay. think the three episode test is good for live action TV shows. Yeah, that could absolutely, As, and especially sitcoms, like they do, kind of follow that structure. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. I would just say that you have to already initially be semi into the subject, obviously. You know what I'm saying? If I'm forcing you to watch some like random network procedural, right. it's like very unlikely that you're going to even be into the first episode, but let alone the Who third. watches stuff they didn't plan on watching anyways? <laughs> People with podcasts? Right. What? That's the, yeah. that's the one thing. I, and I would say that's the one time you probably don't follow that rule because we f- cover oh, things yeah. sometimes for the first one and you're just like, nope. I would not have watched those uh, two French uh, absurdist musings on society uh, had we not covered them on the podcast. And I very much enjoyed them, too. Oh, yeah, that was films. Those are films, though, right? The films? Sure. The films. They were yeah. things that we covered on the, on the thing, though. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. Uh, but a movie, yeah, movie, it's like, it's very unlikely a lot of people start movies and just, like, cut them off. 
you know, like a especially in a theater. I don't know, man. Go I to do a theater. it. I maybe I also watch movies differently than I think your average normal human being. Yeah, where you make it into a three episode TV show anyway, and then just give uh, you parts. No, probably probably or even less than somebody. That. I don't even know how I end up liking TV shows. It's weird. Uh, I'll tell you what I didn't end up liking uh, Mm -hmm. was the relaunch of Behind the Music because I didn't see any of it. (laughs) No, I did not either. Uh, Okay, yeah, Summer of Soul, we Mm -hmm. made an episode about, so obviously we saw that. And then uh, the Tomorrow War, actually, I really like them. Uh, Amazon Okay, I was going to say, I did see some of the movies on my list. The Tomorrow War, huh? Yeah, I really dug it, man. I was, like, surprised, too, because the reviews weren't great and i typically will fall a little bit in line with the critics uh it looked a little recyclable it looked a little like cookie cutter i don't know but it's like we had some weird angles with the time travel elements and it wasn't as Mm -hmm. much it really wasn't as much about the tomorrow war in the sense of like (laughs) fighting a war it was more about the relationship between uh what's his face uh chris uh chris the least Chris. Pine, not Chris Pine. Nope. Circle through the Chris's. Evans, Hemsworth. Nope. Nope. God. Uh, Pratt. Chris. Here uh, we go. Pratt. Nah. Uh, Chris. Chris Pratt. No, that's uh, it. Yeah, no, I know, but <laughs> nah. Uh, Everett. Uh, oh, God. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chris Pratt and his daughter. It's a relationship movie about his yeah. kid, him and his kid, which I did not expect at all. So there was like this, similar to Black Widow, there was a personal element there that I was not expecting. That, that does seem and to be uh, a yeah. big, uh, a big swing in movies right now. Is uh, uh-huh. dads, dad movies is a big deal. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Dads helping their kids overcome unforeseen difficulties, be it uh-huh. Matt Damon or Justin Timberlake helping their sometimes uh-huh. gay or mentally oh. uh, different things. That's they the, all have different things. Uh, that there's a Justin there's a Mark Wahlberg. Kid, I think is gay. I think Justin Timberlake. That's, yes, it's Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg one too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of these movies coming out. You know how they do that. That um, what's that called? Thinking parallel thinking. Right. Similar movies come out at the same time. Yeah, and that's fine. But it's but in this yeah. one, when you have a, a sci-fi future movie that's all of a sudden mm-hmm. couched in a in a parent movie, I'm like, oh shoot, mm-hmm. okay, that's kind of that's fun. So sure. yeah, they had some uh, and it had some twists and turns. I really uh, appreciated. I so. tell you, okay. I've heard more people uh, tell me that it's better than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, which okay. is a go. compliment and an it's kind of a weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. an uh, it's a backhanded compliment for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. How I became a superhero. Uh, did you? I didn't. I didn't watch yeah. that. Did nope. you watch Space Jam? No, Space Jam literally came out this weekend, and so it's on HBO. And I started it. Oh. I started it. <laughs> uh, I watched a little bit of it at the beginning. I, I had first meant to just keep it on in the background because yeah. I've heard nothing but bad things yep. about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched the beginning and it kind of caught my eye because it was, it starts with child LeBron, which oh. I did not expect. Okay. I absolutely, because like he has a life yeah. where like historical past and everything. Yeah. So to like fictionalize part of a <laughs> regular human being's past was super weird to me. Right. So it did catch my attention. Uh-huh. I don't know how far off of it uh, it is from real life, mm-hmm. uh, what they showed in the movie. Because yeah. I don't really know LeBron's life that mo- that well. Uh, right. And then I left it there. So maybe I'll go back to it. Yeah, it's on HBO for a month. So I'll probably... I was thinking about seeing it in the theater and I was just like I don't know if I could do it dude it's like two hours and 
Mm-hmm. It's a lot of kids there, probably kids' not movies. In the theater, so no. yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm I not couldn't gonna do, do it that. in the theater. Um, okay, uh, there's this documentary series about the Weinstein case stuff called Catch oh, yeah. and Kill. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just started that. Um, I'm I gotta current. see. I gotta see that. Yeah, I actually it's really want to see that. Yeah, yeah, it's it, and it sections off in a really interesting way. Like the first episodes with one of the the first people to help document undercover what ha- what was happening to her and report it. Uh, so we mm-hmm. follow her story for one episode, and then we go through with the reporters who were trying to investigate and try and get this out there with you know tr- in the legitimate way of like having sources and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a uh, very interesting. It's funny to see them filming a podcast, basically. Like you could see them; <laughs> yeah. they're very honest about like, oh, we're recording this for audio. This is, yeah, but even yeah. in the description of the show, yeah. that's how it was described. So I understood mm-hmm. that that's what we were getting. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. Something that I did want to see and kind of don't now because of how the story has gone is oh. the documentary Roadrunner. Oh, uh, that's a documentary yep. on Anthony Bourdain. Uh, yep. And uh, I don't know, What'd depending you hear? on if you know about his life or not, mm-hmm. towards the end of his life, he had a he had a relationship, uh, a romantic relationship with uh, Asia Argento, the daughter of uh, an actress in, in her own mm-hmm. in her own right, but the daughter of Dario Argento, yeah, uh, famous Italian director. Um, and uh, she is uh, what's that? No, I, there's a lot of problems, right? The, there, there were some definitely. There's there. These are two people who are definitely full of emotion that were very like involved in each other's life uh-huh. so it's very strange that she is absent from the oh, documentary uh-huh. and, and it seems like that was on purpose right uh, it seems like that was by design and uh not just she but several people are showing some dissatisfaction in, in that fact uh, oh, okay. and it does make sense i mean to not yeah. even mention her or to kind of cut her out of the doc doesn't well, make any sense and even if i heard from what i heard too maybe it it kind of talks about her as the reason for leading him partly to where he ended up in committing, committing suicide too which if you don't give her the chance to be in to the thing pres- then that's kind of present her side yeah that's kind of rough but i'm gonna mm-hmm. still see it i'm gonna see that doc tomorrow okay let me know so how curious. it goes i'm okay. curious yeah okay. you let me know if it's if it's still worth watching even though yeah. it does seem like they cut out an important bit of his life yeah no that's fine but he had like such a fruitful light you know there's like so much to to go into with that guy yeah so. you could spend you could spend many movies uh telling what happens throughout yeah. his life i think yeah. considering this movie is being positioned from the point of his at the end of his life it's uh-huh. strange to not discuss a person who was very involved with him at the end yeah i'm curious uh, mm-hmm. okay moving on gunpowder yep. milkshake Oh, you uh, saw that. I, I didn't finish it, actually. Yeah, I saw the oh, first half, oh, and I, right. I spent the majority of it fast-forwarding to things because I, I was not hooked by the first, like, 10 minutes, like, the opening scene and things. Like, it was just very hyper-stylized and without much to go on with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, because, like, even in... This is a lot of things that shared with, with John Wick because there's this, like, community of hit people, hit men, mm-hmm. hit women... Um, like a secret place you go to deal with that. Like where they have the hotel and John Wick, they have this whole world. Mm-hmm. The continental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. kind of set up. So at least you care about the situation of what's going on with like Keanu Reeves. And then there's like a mixture of like car chases, like very, uh, like hardcore action stuff. And in this it's, I don't know, there's like a flatness to it where it's, or a staginess 
to it okay. where they're trying to do like a cool thing where the girl fights with a suitcase and all she has is the suitcase, but it's mm-hmm. she's kicking the asses of three adult dudes, you know. So it's just like, yeah, believable somewhat too. So it's, the, it's tough. I do find that to be a problem a lot. Oh, God, what was I just? Oh, I've been watching Titans. I've been, so I've been watching Titans on my brother's recommendation. Okay, uh, it, that's the live action show that's that arrived on this earth with a trailer that starred Robin saying fuck Batman uh, which I thought was fucking hilarious yeah. and I thought the show was oh a show like that that's not for me that's a silly show Yeah. Uh, and then my brother recommended it and I started watching it is fun it's stupid it doesn't ma- it doesn't care it's fully aware of what it is and it's it's writing that like grim dark uh, hot topic uh-huh. Ride as hard as it wants to. It's doing it on purpose. It's 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 in on the joke. Yeah. So it's cool. Did you talk uh, about that in Ju- July? Did that just come out? No, 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 oh. no. That's no, no. It's it's like season three. I think is about to start. But oh, gotcha. Uh, you brought that I, up my before. HBO Max. I think you brought I think, up before. Too, well, right? oh, you're right. Season four is about to start. Season three hasn't arrived on HBO Max yet. Okay. I'm wait. I'm waiting for that. Cool. But uh, but in that show, there's a lot of female superheroes and. Not even necessarily superheroes, just fighters uh-huh. doing a lot of damage to, and a lot of times kids-sized fighters or teen-sized oh. fighters, beating up adult humans, and the physics just doesn't work. <laughs> like, I know that that fist yeah. Yeah. can't have that much weight behind it. Right. So right. it can't do the damage that you're showing me. Or even get up and to, like, makes it hitting hard. the adults if you're little. Right. It's hard to get Come up, up with other ways. Yeah. Find a weapon. Do a thing where you got a bunch of leverage and you yeah. or a swing where you use your whole body weight. Right. Give me a reason why I believe that you could accomplish the damage you're doing on these people. Don't yeah. just give me a, a right cross that was just real, real good. Yes. You know, like yes. that's not. Yeah, so gunpowder milkshake, yeah, has some of those issues. A little bit of that. But huh? they're, they're trying to be creative with some of their, like, fighting ideas, uh, like taping mm-hmm. knives to somebody's hands who can't use their arms properly. So then they want to use their uh, weapons, but then so we try and come up with creative ways. That's like so, that lady that, yeah, that's like the lady with the, well, this is directly from the comics, but that's from, uh-huh. um, what's the movie where he, is it the, no, Kingsman. They oh. got the lady with the knife legs, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh-huh. was cool. That was great. Uh, yeah, so Dan, I'm going to sh- yeah. I'm gonna rapid fire a bunch of movies on you. Okay. You tell me you didn't watch any of these, okay? All right. We're only in uh, remember, mid-July, so let's go. Till Death, The Forever Purge, How It Ends, Old, Snake Eyes, The Jungle Cruise, Stillwater. Okay. Only four of those are out now i think oh so really far. did yeah. some of them stay behind yeah still water comes out the 30th jungle okay. cruise i'm not gonna see anyway that comes out in the end of the month too old comes out in a week from when we're recording this so i haven't seen that but i will are we pretending oh so we are pretending like we're recording this when i we're have recording. to because i haven't yeah okay. you could ask me Makes hypothetical sense. what i'm gonna you know solid point uh, solid <laughs> which i can tell you for sure what i'm gonna see for the most part uh yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. For these i believe you yeah um Till Death, though, is out, and it has really good mm-hmm. reviews. I really want to yeah. see that. I haven't seen it yet, though, but I want to, yeah. But I think that's pretty much it for July. Yep. For now. Yeah. I, I've got nothing else, but I've got plenty of August. Well, plenty. I got some of August. Yeah, there's not like a. it's not like a super intense TV no. uh, month. There's, but there's enough. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty. Starting on the 6th, then? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, actually, we both had this, I'm going right? to... I'm going to pull one day back. 
Okay. Because we don't we do focus on television here, but uh, on these monthly recaps, I do like to point out movies that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And on the fifth, we're gonna get uh, Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. next movie in the Suicide Squad uh, series that includes the movies The Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad. <laughs> Uh, Margot Robbie is uh, yeah. rejoining as uh, what's her name? Uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Harlene Quinzel. Um, she was. She last played her in uh, Birds of Prey, which I understand uh-huh. the character is moving forward from that movie, mm-hmm. but this should not be seen as a sequel to that movie. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. And, who knows James what's Gunn, going on with the DC stuff? James anyway. Gunn's crazy yeah. uh, adventure getting there. Mm-hmm. He got fired from Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. right. Yeah. Uh, and WB swooped in and scooped him up yeah. as soon as they could. <laughs> yeah. uh, he yeah. got Guardians back, but they told him, yeah. that's cool. Finish that first. Finish Suicide first, and yeah. then you can come back. A studio telling a director, go ahead and finish your product, your project with a with a competitor, and then yeah. and we'll wait for you, is crazy. Right. Yeah. So unless they re- knew they regretted what the unless was. James Gunn is bringing something to the table that people just don't bring, and I think if you yeah. watch his movies, oh yeah, he is, yeah he yeah. totally does. Yep. So yeah, a- I had to I I had to mention Suicide Squad because it's it's full of a bunch of cool actors in playing all sorts yep. of weird uh, parts. Like, have you seen have you seen the trailer? Oh yeah, yeah. So you saw John Cena's uh, yes. Captain America ish guy yeah. talking about how if it was for America he would suck all the dicks. Oh, you know, I don't know if I remember that line. I remember the butthole line. He has like a butthole uh, starfish line. Oh mate. Oh no, yeah, no, no that's a different it. one. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think I think it's sucking dicks. But yeah, he says like, yeah, if it's for America, suck all the dicks. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I believe him, man. Yeah. I believe he's that patriotic. Yeah, no, I like how this movie doesn't seem to be taking itself as serious as the the other Suicide Squad, which seemed mm-hmm. like very much like trying to be just like a typical action, uh, you know, shoot yeah. up. But this one seems a little more especially mm-hmm. they had a they had a guy in the lead that was that came from comedy. You'd yeah. think he'd be a little more right. into the comedy part, but right. yeah, but Will Smith didn't bring a lot of laughs to in fact what's his no. name? Uh Boomerang brought more funny to that movie. And, and he's coming back, I think. Who's he's Boomerang? the only what's his name? The Australian guy. Oh. Okay. Uh, what's that guy's name? I you know, know who I'm talking about, right? If I saw his you face, you remember Captain Boomerang, right? I don't know why I don't you, remember. I mean, do you remember uh, the 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 character in the movie? He was wearing like a like a wasn't even like a big jacket. He had like a big fluffy Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney's the oh, okay the, the guy who played. Oh, all right, yeah. And yeah, he's coming. He's in this one too. I think he's oh, the that's only cool. because he is a guy that everybody loved. Everybody yeah. was like, oh no, that Captain Boomerang was great. Like he should stick around. And sure enough, yeah. I think he's the guy that I thought looked like um, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Right? Super. Like, totally. Like, good. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. Okay, um, cool. That's fun. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. see a Suicide Squad um, probably with our Me too. our boy Yanni. Like, he uh, he seemed pretty into it. And it's actually, I just learned this, that it's it's in fully shot IMAX. Um, so oh, IMAX wow. is going to be a, a treat I'm gonna, for this viewing. I think, so. I think that might be my... Oh my! Uh, I think I might go to the theaters. Yeah. For okay. That, that would be the first cool. theater movie I've seen since before COVID. But yeah. yeah, I think it might be it. Yeah, the early review. I mean, the early reviews are always like, or, or the early vibes. You know, they can't put out reviews, but mm-hmm. 
Rotten Tomatoes will be like, what did people say after they saw it, but they can't, because the embargo thing, they can't put the reviews out, and it's all very positive for the most part. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I wasn't and really psyched just based on the first trailer, but yeah, it's getting better. Stallone as King Shark. Taika Waititi's oh. having a movement. You got Joel Kinnaman, Idris Elba, Michael Rooker, Alice Braga, John Cena, Nathan Fillion, uh, Pete Davidson, Viola Davis. Uh, I like that... Flula Borg, YouTuber Flula Borg has a spot in there. Peter Capaldi. Uh, wow. I, there's 500 other people that are, just have such small parts, I don't feel like listing them. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this movie. Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to see it. So that's Legit. the fit. Yeah. The sixth is a movie called John and the Hole, where this little kid puts all his family in a hole. I'm not going to watch that. I just oh. wanted to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, keep my ear out for that one. I have not heard of that. Little boy just puts all his family in a hole, and he says, "That's what you get." There's got to be more like, of this. There's got to be. It's more a horror this. movie. It's oh. a thriller. Oh, okay. It's a thriller. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to say in the vein of we need to talk about Kevin. Uh, okay. Yep. That's fun. But but like. We need to talk about Kevin was serious. horror, it was more real horror. Yeah. This is more thriller. Right. You know. Cool. Um, and then you had, did you have the Apple TV Plus? I did. Mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon show. Yeah. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt is coming to TV. Maybe his first TV show ever, I think. Right. Right. But um, uh-huh. wouldn't you say that mm-hmm. if if it's, it's definitely, it's not the same character, but this character would definitely oh. be friends with the dude from 500 oh. Days of Summer. I thought that's where you're going with this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That does seem very in line. Definitely. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think of like, I mean. That got, I got lots of, lots of flavors of 500 Days of Summer. A movie yeah. that I still think is good, but falls into that trap of uh, Garden State's uh, I'm the most important person in the world. Right. Uh, mentality. Yeah. Uh, luckily. Mm-hmm. Most of the movie says you shouldn't think that way. At the end, right. but most of the movie says you should. Yeah, yeah. Especially the part where the perception versus reality section is uh-huh. really, or the anticipation versus reality. Yeah. Where he goes to the party to see his ex girlfriend, and anticipation is they rekindle, but reality uh-huh. is he just is awkwardly there until he leaves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a typical. That's become a typical thing to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is. This feels like a little bit of that flavor. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious where they're going to go, and it's a little bit... Because I like to look at how many episodes of these seasons are, because you can kind of get a vibe for maybe, ooh, that seems like a little too long, or too, maybe we need a more than that. You know, like, just to get a, like idea of the tone. And so for this, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. It seems like it's a dramedy, right? Like, there's comedic parts. Yeah. But also, this guy's got some maybe some kind of serious issues, like uh, oh, mental health yeah. things. It looks like this is going to be a story that tackles uh, anxiety yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. I th- we've seen lots of depression. We've seen yeah. some like um, schizophrenia or uh, not schizophrenia, but what's that called when you actually with the actual name for it? Uh, dissociative personality oh, uh-huh. stuff. We've seen lots of that. Yeah. I think there's a f- one of the. I'm sure we've gotten other ones, but mm-hmm. this is looks like it's tackling anxiety directly yeah and that's interesting that is cool yeah and because it's on apple tv plus it should be very it should be more obviously like r-rated like very truthful more Mm -hmm. uh more honest than uh typical network show yeah it depends on who their 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 audience that's true trying to come after that's true because if it's like the news newsroom is is pretty honest with a lot of that stuff but at the same time it's kind of playing both well the newsroom is aiming so squarely at aaron sorkin's audience which is uh democrats i did not mean (laughs) the newsroom i did not i said the newsroom but i meant the other apple tv plus god i always say the news oh yeah yeah yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah Uh, the morning show morning show that's it, that's yeah. It, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, because that's a little bit more networky in a way just because it's like mm-hmm. trying it can only be so bold in a lot of what it's trying to say but it's uh but it is still saying something because it has the character that or it's dealing with the me too stuff and serious stuff so, like that, so. in my notes i yeah. have two notes for this show i mean i have notes notes but i have two ma- two other notes that say a logic is in this did not know that oh Random. uh-huh <laughs> i did see that Good in the cast yeah getting into act who's that a rapper or like a hip-hop yeah, he's guy a rapper okay mm-hmm. All right, he's a hip hop guy. He's a hip hop guy. I like the, um, the, the using. I people. thought you were gonna say I like hip hop. I swear <laughs> to God, I was like, I like hip hop. Dad, I know that you like hip hop. <laughs> no, but the idea uh, of putting in somebody that's not an actor, actor yes. for some stuff, you know, like it's fun. Yeah, the thing that I've learned about rappers, like like lyricist style rappers, yeah, becoming actors is they always play such genuine human beings. Yes, uh, and I'm very much thinking of all of um, of all of the characters uh, played by uh, Yasin Bey, or mo- also known as Mostef. Oh, uh huh. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, humanistic, very humanistic. As yeah, for sure. Um, and also, yeah. I also wrote down, this is the story of Ben Wyatt before he met Leslie Nope. Oh, interesting. Right? I kind of yeah. get that feeling. Yeah, I like that. Because, yeah, if you remember the origins of that dude is that he was the youngest mayor in America mm-hmm. or whatever. He so, won like a silly contest yeah, almost, but he right. ended up being the actual mayor. But then he kind of, I think, jacked him up for the future. Well, yeah, right? he Obviously. did. Yeah. He yeah. mayored like a child would. Right. He made a giant uh, snow park. In the right. middle of the desert. Yeah. It was a boondoggle because of course it is. Yeah. But everybody blamed the ruining of the town on him. Right. Right. And so he just became a very anxious person. Right. Yeah. No, yep. I like that. That's a good I see comparison. this. I, mm-hmm. if, if we can get uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Adam Scott together in a movie, yeah. that would be, that movie would be awkward but charming. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or we have future Mr. Corman like in 20 years. We, we cast. Yes. Yeah, then he just meets then he just meets Leslie and they're all they're happy in the end. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Dan. Uh, anything else for the sixth? No. What do you have? Uh, no, next? my next date is the ninth. Oh, do we share? Do we are we shared yep. in this Hulu show? You know it. Oh, just, cool. I named them already. I already named them earlier. Oh, did you? Yeah, because he's in Suicide Squad. Uh, wait, you got to tell me. Is it not Reservation Dogs? Oh, that is it. Yes. Yeah, Taika Waititi. Oh, is that? Remember, is, said he's having a moment. But I didn't know. I didn't know he's a, affiliated with this. How did I not know that? Uh, Reservation Dogs. Yeah. How did I not know he's affiliated? Let's with the- let's make sure I'm not wrong because <laughs> that would be that would be pretty. Yep. Created by Taika Waititi. Wow. Okay. Just want to make sure. Oh, cool. No, I didn't even know. Oh yeah, no, dude. I'm this this wow, that's cool. smacks of the kid from uh, Deadpool two of uh, um, yeah. What's it called? Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for uh, the Wilder. Totally yeah. feels like. Yep. Like that kid, but a bunch of him, right? Right. No, that's Dad, definitely. Totally. Um, yeah, there's quite a bit of vibes here of other things that we've mm-hmm. seen. Uh, like I, I forgot a, the other reference I was thinking of, um, where it's just like kid, like we're falling around kids, being kids, just fucking around, kid stuff, thinking, yeah. doing stuff that is big time for them. That for a show is kind of like medium level, but in reality is kind of silly. Yes. Like, not that not that important. Right. Yeah, and this one's an interesting angle because it's following Native American 
teenagers, which obviously it's mm-hmm. called reservation dogs because they're living on a reservation, I would presume, right? Is that correct? Or they're yes, near a reservation right. or something? They are. For the series follows the lives of four indigenous te- teenagers in rural Oklahoma as they spend their days committing crime. Whoa. And fighting it, <laughs> yeah! What yeah. a good, what a good description for the. I hope uh, Taika wrote that one. Yeah, rest, Mr. White Teeth. And the funny thing is, too, even though Reservation Dogs is play on Reservoir Dogs, obviously, yeah, they're dressed like the Reservoir Dogs in the poster for the show. But this has even more of a connection and making sense of the title than Reservoir Dogs meant really for, you know, because like Reservoir Dogs, everybody knows that kind of like oh, the yeah, name of that a, movie was just like arbitrary. It's just a play on the name of the of. Um, which call it? It's a play on the name of a French movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's. Oh. Uh, Are you sure I, you're not thinking uh, of a band apart, and that, and that's a play I on the, reservation. The a band of outsiders. Our Reservoir Dogs is a play on something, but I think you're right. Oh, I think okay. you're. I think I'm getting that. The production uh, company of Tarantino is called a band right. apart, but but Reser- yeah. Reservoir Dogs is also a play on the on, oh. the, on, on something. Okay, but all right, no, that's fine, that, and that makes more sense. But yeah, like that. As soon as I saw the name of the show, I was uh, I was drawn to it because it's very. Uh, if you know anything Tarantino, if it's even somewhat in the line of anything related to that, that's already going to have an audience, you know. Can I read you a paragraph, Dan? Yes. It's two sentences long. Right. The title for the film first came to Quentin Tarantino while visiting a production company and noticing they had a pile of unsolicited scripts under the label Reservoir Dogs. All those scripts were fighting with each other for attention as dogs trapped in a reservoir tank. That's how he got stuck. That still makes no... That's very nope. Tarantino. To that's just not like, even the thing I was thinking, so okay. I was wrong, for sure. <laughs> I want to. I clear. guarantee what you're thinking of is Tarantino's is a band a, yeah the band yeah, of outsiders it is, it is. is a John Luke Godard movie that mm-hmm. he uh, that's his favorite movie or favorite French and movie or whatever spelled yeah. in French it's a bande aparte yes with yes. e's at the end but you don't pronounce them in yes. French shut up but that's no longer his name of his production company like once it broke up with the now know, it's yeah. I love feet productions whoa nope no it's no. not I made that up yes. no, uh, Zan McLarnon is also in this show uh, okay he is a guy well he plays Native American guys so he's on Longmire uh, but oh. he's a dude that you saw in Fargo it was silent I think it was oh. I don't remember if he was silent or not in mm-hmm. the second season of Fargo uh-huh. but his character is in other seasons of Fargo it's just oh. he had his face changed oh. it's a very interesting uh, wow. uh, aspect of his character yeah the, the actor plays the character in one season of Fargo the character appears in two. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I remember, okay, that's funny because mm-hmm. he has that procedure done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has. Uh, I think at the end of two, he's, his face is covered in bandages. Wow. So he's a lead. He's one of the main reservoir. No, no, he's like a, no. I mean, he's older, It's an obviously. ensemble show, anyways. There's only like yeah. three real leads, and in season two, both two of them are what's his name or uh, the actor, the no, movie no. actor. Sorry, yeah. In the new show, in Reservation Jude Dogs. Not Jude is he oh, a lead? Sorry, yes. He must be a lead, obviously. He's the guy uh, that's... He's the cop. If you see oh, the trailer, okay. he's the cop. Okay. Cool. So it seems like he's going to be the adult that they deal with the most. Right. Yeah, and this is uh, how many? Let's totally see, into it. Eight? I'm super, super into it, you guys. Think, uh, Four native teens. Eight episodes around. on Hulu. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. FX on Hulu, specifically. Oh, is it really? So, oh, it is an yes. FX show. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. That's interesting. That's so there's yeah, a distinction. You guys watch it. Yep. I'm going to watch it. Dan's going to watch it. Everybody watch it. Cool. We'll do it. Oh, episode. and go we'll watch an Hunt for the Wilder People. What a beautiful sh- what a beautiful movie. Oh yeah. It's 
funny. It's a it's a it's a shitty faced, snot nosed piece of shit movie that just warms the fuck out of your heart. Holy crap! Yeah. That war- that movie is super warm. And it's what put uh, Taika on the map, pretty much. I mm-hmm. think for the filmmaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 it gave Sam Neill uh, yet another iconic part. I think because it's so different from his other characters, especially in the modern era of like mm-hmm. keeping his name that out we there. don't see them that often yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. Then uh, we're gonna talk about Taika forever. We have to talk yeah. about something else. Yeah, you have the same. What's, I think we have the what? same thing too on this one, huh? August eleventh. Uh, that's me. Yeah. What if? What if? Yeah. So we talked about what if uh, on the last episode covering Loki and the Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Black Widow. We talked about what if a little bit and the animated nature of it and yes. its craziness with some of the storylines ideas of like what happens if this character does this. Like what's the example of the, for the very first episode? Well, is, the uh, one that they seem to be yeah. pushing really good is what if Agent Carter got yes. the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers, right? Right. In the original Captain America movie, we see that uh, Agent Carter uh, takes a real shine to tiny, skinny uh, uh, Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, and, but right from the beginning, you could tell she's a good guy. She's her and um, the doctor. Yeah. Get his name and Tommy Lee Jones are basically the the core like uh, um, soul of mm. of like the good people. Yes, and and are the people Captain America can depend on. Right. So, so the, we're gonna say we're introduced to she's she's all good. She's super great. What if she got the juice? Captain America super great. He got the juice. Mm-hmm. Became a super awesome guy. What if she gets it? She's also super great. So then, when she would she becomes a super awesome lady? And that would be a period thing too, because when would she have got it? Like in the fifties? She 50s, would have been right, in the fifties. Well, Captain America was a, uh, a period thing. He just got frozen in ice, and he had already got it. But that was even earlier than the fifties, right? Like no, no, no. They, I mean, World War she II. meets him when he's skinny. Remember? I know. She meets but him when he's tiny. What, when was that though? Because I was that the th- that was World War Two. Yes. It was World War Two era. Yeah, okay. he okay. went. The one of the very first images of Captain America is him straight cold cocking. Hitler in the face before the United States even decided to get into the uh, fight. Uh-huh. Marvel Comics was like, nah, Captain America. I don't know about the American government, but Captain yeah. America would punch this one in the face. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I like that. All right. Hell cool. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna, I think I'm going to check out um, mm-hmm. this show. I think I talked a little bit about how the animation's a little bit. I, yeah. I'm, I'm worried that it might not uh, click with me. But I'm not sure. We'll see. And I wonder if it'll vary in the styles based on mm-hmm. the episode, potentially. Like maybe the animation's like a little bit different from episode to the episode. The trailer kind of gives them the impression that they, while they do have all the same animation style, it looks uh-huh. like maybe the artistic direction of the mm-hmm. of the of the episodes will change enough to maybe it, it affects the way the show looks. And can you tell me? Do you know the origin of this? Like as a, a comic book? Because I know it was a comic book, right? Are you going to ask me about Uatu the Watcher? <laughs> yes. You're not. I know you're not. No. It's uh, Jeffrey Wright uh-huh. is the only name that I've seen so far attached to this that is not already a Marvel character. Oh, okay. So he's going to be starring as Uatu. Uatu is one of my favorite characters. Uh, from comic books. From comic uh-huh. books. Uh-huh. He is a giant-headed alien who sits on the moon and watches the earth. Just watches. Just checking out. He's, he's, he's uh, making sure he takes down everything that happens. He's wow. just making sure he's, cro- he's chronically. Yeah. Uh, we saw Watchers in the MCU already. Uh, at the end of one of the movies, I think the first Guardians, we see uh-huh. Stan Lee sitting on the moon 
talking to a bunch of dudes about all the different things that he's seen on Earth, being all the different characters that he's been in all the different Marvel movies. Uh-huh. Do you remember oh, that? That does sound you familiar. Don't that? It sounds kind yeah. of familiar. Yeah. There's a bunch of big-headed dudes standing around him, uh-huh. and he's telling them the stories. He's like, one time I was a mailman for the Fantastic Four, <laughs> and another time I was the window washer at Spider-Man's work. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Which are yeah. all the little parts that he had throughout the MCU. Uh-huh. He is reporting to the watchers. Oh, okay. So Jeffrey Wright will be voicing uh, Uatu. Uatu in Marvel Comics is our watcher. He is the watcher of Earth 616 and the general area. Kind of like the Green Lantern is our Green Lantern. There's lots of Green Lanterns. Yeah. The area around Earth, that's our Green Lantern's, uh, whatchamacallit, jurisdiction. Yeah, right. Same thing for Uatu. Okay. The solar system, this is his. Yes. Wow, that's so, that's yeah. interesting. And then I heard, and he's gonna tell us. He's gonna tell us about all the stories. Cool. Yeah, man, that sounds that sounds cool. And then I heard um, uh, Black Panthers voiced by uh, Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Like that's the last time people can see sounds him like associated it, yeah. with some kind of uh, Black Panther stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of seems that way. Uh, yeah, and I was curious because like uh, some of the voices, like Thor, is sounds like. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, but Iron Man doesn't sound like they, he's Robert Downey Jr. Uh, you oh, okay. go to the Wikipedia page, and down in casting, there's a uh-huh. real there. There's a little. There's a paragraph, and then a line under it that straight up tells you who is and isn't cast. Oh, and it's okay. I'd say it's about fifty fifty. You okay. get a lot okay. of the voices. That's cool. Uh, yeah, you can tell when like Michael Rooker's character gets a lot of uh, play. You're yeah. like, oh, they had Rooker. Oh yeah, they had him. That's what that was. The thing. Right. Right. Cool. But I'll tell you what this really is. This is going to be a, it's exactly what What If was in the comic books. This yeah. is going to be a testing ground to see if people like things. And if yeah. they do, we will see movies and TV shows. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Because it's yep, all alternate totally cool. reality stuff. It's like, it's mm-hmm. all explainable if we need to. But as we get into the multiverse, I bet you yeah. some multiverses are going to stick around. I bet yeah. you Spider-Man is going to be a multiverse. He's not going to just always be around our superheroes. Yep. Uh, and uh, I bet you if one of these things hits, like what if uh, Black Panther went to space? I think is his. that's going to be his oh, thing. Okay. I think Yondu picks up an, a, a young uh, T'Challa. Oh, cool. And takes him off on an adventure with the Ravagers. Wow. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, if any of these hits, we'll see shows. Nice. All right. All right, mate. Um, I've got a movie, Dan, lined up next. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Uh, and I have it there because yeah. uh, of the video of Deadpool and Korg, uh, two characters who don't oh. technically exist in the same universe. Right. Uh, but... Taika Waititi again, yeah. Uh, yeah. voicing Korg from the Thor movies and Deadpool, voiced by Ryan Reynolds from yeah. the R- Deadpool movies, watching the trailer for Free Guy yeah. and commenting on it. Starring. That video was great. Yeah. Starring Ryan Reynolds. Starring Ryan yeah. Reynolds. So it's kind of a weird way to advertise for his own movie. Yeah. Oh, on fun. purpose. The, I know, but is it related? The of like Deadpool. Is, what is it, a the, Disney it's, movie? It's nope. Yeah, like Free, Free well, Guy? Like, is it like... In any way, a property of those characters. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Well, that's why I even brought up Deadpool and Korg, while both being Marvel characters, yeah. are still neither like connected or lined up to connect 
anytime soon. Right. Even though people so, are yeah. trying to jump the gun, huh? And like try and say that. Yeah. Now they're we in the talked same a universe. little bit about it in yeah. the Wanda in the Wanda show and stuff, uh-huh. but it does look like it's gonna be a while until you ever see those guys. Yes. Mix again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, those those. Yeah, it was just a fun, weird commercial. But that movie freak. I don't know. That does not seem. Appealing. Nah. It's like a blockbuster movie standpoint, yeah. it's gonna have an audience. But oh, uh, yeah, 100%. And I'll tell yeah. you exactly why. Hmm. Uh, if uh, there was a silly, goofy movie... Okay, uh, Dave Chappelle wanted to make a movie before he, uh, quote-unquote, ran away to Africa, supposedly. Yep. Um, that was called Divas. It was about how wussy NBA players actually are. Oh, wow. And, like, how about everything is... is Everything hurt... You know, being a basketball fan, you've heard this idea before, yes. right? Yep. So... If they would have made that movie, uh, there would have been a lot more in there for people who follow basketball close enough to know that basketball players are, can be a little overprotective of themselves. Yeah. Uh, right? Uh-huh. Like, you would have definitely gotten more out of it than your average NBA fan yes. or even or even more than nobody watching. Right. I think Free Guy is that for video game people, except yeah. video games are now the biggest piece of entertainment available yeah so it is everybody you know right. Like it right. is. yeah no that's true yeah and the aspects that they show in the game of like uh the virtual reality it's i think it's more like a virtual reality idea right mm-hmm. like well, when you play mm-hmm. him in the game like if somebody's playing yeah him. but no uh i would say the thing that makes me think all this video game stuff is because when he puts on the glasses that lets him see all the stuff that's a video game yeah it's all references to a million games, oh, okay. uh, and even if it's not rever- it's even if it's a re- not reference to an exact game, it's yeah. doing video games the way Scott Pilgrim did them. Uh-huh. Shotgun spaghetti against the wall. Right, it, right. I don't think they're trying to talk about one thing. They just want to talk about video games in general, which is why I promise you, you're gonna see references to Candy Crush. You're gonna see yeah. references to all these phone mobile games, right. which would not exist in a 3D running around the world game. Right, but, you know. Yeah. Most gamers are mobile gamers. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit more fun with games than like Ready Player One is very mm-hmm. much like that virtual was a reality. Pop culture like, looking find, I think. Yeah. I think, and see, and it didn't work as a VR movie either. I bet you the people who had the most fun with it were the people who were just looking for all the references. Yeah. Because I love them. I, like, I, I had a really good yeah. time with that. Thank I you. bet yeah. you I would love, I, I love just looking through the trailer for all the different cars that are in that race. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the, oh, yeah. The A-Team van and the DeLorean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, there's a, there was like a Halo car in there. I think like a, oh, I don't even know. Cool stuff. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. Uh, okay. So free guys might be for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a big time. And that's one of those pandemic movies too, that got pushed, mm-hmm. pushed, pushed like crazy. Yeah. I remember seeing trailers for that like over a year ago, you know, like it was coming around like March, April, I think 2020. Yeah. Mm. Yes, sir. The, the same day. Yep. The same. I just want to mention this real quick. But yeah. The same day, uh, respect is coming out. That's a Jennifer Hud- Hudson, oh, okay. Aretha Franklin biopic. I thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, it's like, going to be a big, like a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it's going to be a big uh, movie. I think. You think too. it's going to be big? Yeah, I think it'll have. I mean, I think it'll have an audience. You know, I don't. Yeah, quality wise, I don't know. I feel like it's going to come. I can off never little, tell with this kind of biopic if it's yeah. going to be a big one or not. Yeah, it's it's hard because it, it just feels at some point some biopics just seem a little unnecessary, or they seem mm-hmm. like a little like I remember seeing that trailer and it was just all the like 
trying to hit all the freaking yeah. notes of like, oh, this is how I came up with respect, and like this is how I came up yeah. with this. So blah, blah, blah. it doesn't. I wouldn't say unnecessary. I would say perfunctory. It seems like yeah. these are all pre-built like machines that they just slap yeah. the the names and events of Aretha Franklin's life onto it. Right. I'm not saying this one. I'm, I'm not, I don't know anything about Aretha. I'm yeah. saying I have seen a bunch of biopics that look like that. Yes. It, this is the form of a biopic. Now slap all the names and colors on it. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. Those suck. Yeah. I bet you Aretha Franklin has an incredible story. What if I would, they tell it well. Yeah. And what I would recommend people do is if because that a lot of times yeah like that like a documentary if you have like a like a certain type of uh, documentary that even focuses on a sp- certain specific time period like so there was this documentary that came out about her singing this gospel or it was basically a concert it, film of her singing is it called amazing grace yes so yes. good yeah i saw that i saw that and it was like it was amazing mm-hmm. yeah it was basically like a live show she did of like gospel singing at this uh, that sounds church cool yeah that's yeah. i'm looking at it amazing. right now and it seems really cool yeah, uh, New Temple Missionary Baptist Church, in 1972, probably 1972, probably not that far from here, actually, from yeah. where I am at this at the moment. Yeah. It looked like, yeah, like it, it's weirdly looked like this theater I w- would go to in San Diego, because uh, uh, it looks like it's recorded in, in in a theater, even though it's a church. It's supposed to be maybe crap, a church. Yeah, but this is literally like right next to you. Uh, okay, it's close. not that close. Yeah, it's about five miles south. Down in uh, probably Crenshaw or something like that. Huh? Uh, that well, it's Gardena, down Crenshaw, Crenshaw. Uh, oh, okay. but uh, no, fine. it's that's in the Avalon. Uh, you wouldn't know that Southgate. We oh, could okay. call it Southgate. Yeah, ish. Ingle between Inglewood and Southgate. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. So very local. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, just wanted sold. to mention that cool. I thought it's worth worth you guys knowing okay. that Aretha Franklin's getting a biopic. Okay, there's another movie coming out. It's a sequel. Mm-hmm. But this yes. is a sequel for a movie that originally came out in 2016, I believe, uh, that I really loved. I don't know if you saw the first one. Um, this is a past your theater going time, I think, where you weren't really <laughs> going too much, probably. But uh, yeah, I remember like this is like one of those gripping, gripping like horror. It's like it's not really horror. It's more thriller, I guess. Yeah. But there's aspects of of kind of horror idea of like a haunted house uh, situation. And, and mm-hmm. I would say the the way it was marketed was very thriller-esque yes sorry i didn't even say the name so don't breathe right don't breathe is the 19 uh 2016 2016 from federico fede alvarez yeah this guy Uh, from uh uruguay he, he is the guy that sam raimi uh blessed with and approved of his uh evil dead remake right uh i've seen it agree yeah, I dug yeah. it. I really dug that yep. remake. Yeah, Me too. that yeah. scene where she's sawing off her own hand because yeah. it's stuck under the car is right. so bonkers. Like it's so horrifying and funny at the same time. Uh-huh. It's such a good mix of like, I want to stop looking at this because this is gross and yeah. a horrible situation. Right. But it's so ridiculous that I'm like, yeah, this is definitely an Evil Dead movie. Yeah. No, and this guy, mm-hmm. I realize this guy is like very visual. Like he's very good yes. at not sh- uh, showing, not telling. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about that with some movies where it's like all exposition and telling yep. me everything instead of showing me. It. This guy is like so good at like, especially like "Don't Breathe" is all about quietness and being quiet, mm-hmm. like creeping around. So you need to see, you need to get a lot of the story across or like different little elements through just like visual means. And so, uh, yeah. So the second one, it, we're gonna follow the the guy from the kind of the. 
I don't know. He seemed like the victim at first, and then he becomes a creepy old dude who's like keeping a woman locked in his basement so he can have her force her to have uh, his baby because uh, mm-hmm. he lost a baby. So yeah, we're yeah. gonna follow him. I don't know if it's the same house. I don't really know. I don't really even want to watch this trailer. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm gonna we'll see it. Yeah, find out with the movie. Yeah, guarantee. Uh, I haven't it. seen it. I haven't seen the first one. Oh, um, okay. I I I meant to. I he this yeah. is one of those yeah. directors that I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch his stuff as it keeps coming mm-hmm. out. And then he didn't really didn't do anything. He did like he did the girl in the spider's web, I think. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't stick myself to that. He like went to that franchise. Yeah, some of his stuff he went more like just writing and then, or he, I don't know if he mm-hmm. like did necessarily writing and directing. Uh, there's such a big gap, I think, between these movies, which is kind of a strange thing. But he also did uh, this TV show that that's called, uh, oh shit, now I'm going to forget the name. Notes, Sounds, Waves, something about. Notes, Sounds, Waves. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's on Apple TV Plus. It's all audio based. Do you remember hmm. the sharing about this? Like where it's all, no, you're just I listening, think I, I think. It has really good reviews. I just uh, the only thing I knew him from before was that Panic Attack. He's got like a little short uh-huh. uh, on that was that was the thing that made him. Um, uh-huh. Much in the same way that uh, another guy we're going to talk about later, uh, Neil Blomquist, Blomp, Blomkamp, uh, uh-huh. made a short sci-fi film that got him the job that he ended up getting famous for. Uh, uh, Alvarez also had a short called Ataque de Panico or Panic Attack. <laughs> Uh, that that's online. You can go watch it. That's his first like little short that he made and put it on, and that's what got him his life. Like, oh, wow. it became a, a a meme or not a meme, like a like a viral video, and it's super oh. cool. Go check it out. Cool. Ataque de pánico. Yeah. So this show he did was called Calls. There we go. And it's all like it's all waveforms. You're literally the only thing you watch is the waveforms. You're mainly listening to these calls. And it's, mm. I think, about like an ap- apocalyptic uh, situation going on where, and uh, uh, somebody we just talked about um, last episode, I believe, is in it. Your favorite person from Clerks 2. That we just, oh, <laughs> we just talked about her? Uh, mm. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson, yeah, I think she's in it as a voice. Judy Greer's there too. Jennifer Tilly. Do love some Jennifer Tilly. Danny Pudi. Uh, Clancy Brown. He's in everything. Wow, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. Ben Schwartz. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, cool. it's kind of crazy, man. So I kind of want to go Pedro check Pascal. that out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I might. Ooh, this might be a little artsy for me. We'll yeah, see. I, that's hey, the only. Hey, speaking of artsy, did you see that Nine Days movie? I forgot to mention that in our in our last one. Oh, the no. The one about the souls that want to reach Earth, remember? No, I don't remember. Remember, I, it, it was a... Yeah, it's like a sci-fi kind of like mother-ish, uh-huh. but it's about a guy oh. who lives in this house surrounded by like nothing, and these nine these people come to his house, and we find that they're souls that are trying that are trying out for life. Oh, it's a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a. Mo- and it's called, and that's how long the process takes for them to like. You don't remember us talking about this? That does sound familiar, but this came out in 2020. It says, but maybe it just came uh, out on. Like, no, streaming? we talked about it. Yeah, because we talked about it last one. Or in the upcomings from last month. That does sound kind of familiar. And it's got pretty good uh, reviews here. So Meaning of life. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I meant, mm-hmm. to t- I meant to remind you of that. To be like, we should watch that. Oh, cool. Okay. okay cool. Uh, what's next, Dan? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have um, on August 18th, uh, mm-hmm. another Hulu show limited series, Nine Perfect Strangers with uh, Nicole Kidman as the lead uh, person. And this is the one that I was going to mention that's like White Lotus in that it's uh, 
it's all set on like a like a resort situation mm-hmm. or people like a self-help retreat facility uh, where it seems like um, these nine people we're gonna get to know them in conjunction with Nicole Kidman who's running this place who seems like a guru type figure um, and that's all we know I don't really know a lot the trailer and like some of the advertising is really cool because it's like it's just literally referring you to like a website about the the what the Nicole Kidman runs. Yeah, yeah, as if it's I like do, a real resort. I do like when the world of the, the way they try to bleed the world of the show or the fiction into the real world. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, like it adds another element mm-hmm. to there. There was a this is a tangent, but when do I uh-huh. not? There was this really cool thing that video games, computer games, used to do back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, and when I was a kid was a long time ago, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where for DRM, for digital, for I'm sorry, for copyright management, mm-hmm. um, they would include uh, f- in Britain they were called feelies, uh, stuff from within the game's reality. Mm. Uh, a brochure, a, a business card, uh-huh. uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and what those actual things, what they often actually were, were pieces that held information that at some point you had to enter into the game to prove that you had a bot version of it and not a copied version of it. Because you would only get the physical stuff if you bought the box. If wow. somebody made you copies of the floppies, you when they when the game goes okay now flip over your business card and tell me what the number on the back is. Yeah, you wouldn't put it in and be like, oh, so you got a stolen copy, huh? Oh wow! So people right. in the game were doing that. We're like giving. So like it so was a real aspect of what or the, the game itself. The, yeah. You would buy the game and it would come with crap from inside the story, like yeah. a business card, like a, like physical things from from inside the game. Uh huh. Then in the game, the game would ask you for information that's on those physical things as yeah. a form of stopping you from cheating. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Wow. It is super cool. I, that's why, yeah. I, and since a kid, I always loved the idea of getting stuff that only exists inside of a fiction. Right. So going to the website of stuff that only exists, kind of the same. And you Have you heard about like how if you, on a TV show or movie and you mentioned a website that you have to purchase that yes have you heard of this thing yeah so that's kind of a it's not a you have to what it is oh. is uh, it's liability uh, oh, so okay. if you say it if you say yeah. it on your show and then somebody goes and buys it and puts horrifying porn all over it then every right. time that episode of your show airs your character says the name of that website and people go to it oh. and they find horrifying porn so it's a way porn. to protect yourself basically <laughs> exactly. from your idea that's correct okay, okay. Yeah. so it's just like trying to be aware like okay if you're going to mm-hmm. use a website you might want to go buy that or have purchased because websites yeah, yeah. don't have yeah. 555 right that's like a phone number yep, yep. Right. good call I like that mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna definitely check out because oh, this is a Big Little Lies. Uh, mm-hmm. It's from the creators of that, so that's obviously the Kidman, the Nicole Kidman connection in the cast. It definitely, it got yeah. it's got some some of that flavor. It's even got the same uh, blue green color tint to yeah. it. So you know, well, because that took place in Monterey, this takes place on mm-hmm. a resort, so it's like very hey, much blue green yeah. is this is the color of women involved <laughs> in complicated situations. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dan, I have something for the twentieth. Do you have anything on the twentieth? Oh, 20th? I got one thing. Yeah. Sure. What do you got? Let's go with you first. Okay. Yeah. This will be pretty quick because this is another one where mm-hmm. I don't really know a ton. I've just let me see the trailer. It's very basic sounding, but it's called The Chair, on Netflix, mm-hmm. starring Sandra Oh, uh, who we know from. Well, originally we put her on the map. 
Sideways, from what I remember. She was a supporting actress in that. She's Asian American. Oh, and then great Grey's oh, yeah, Anatomy. Yeah, yeah, of, course, of course, Grey's Anatomy. She's like That's where she got yeah, that's where that's she got where she blew fame. up. Yeah. And then recently on uh Killing Eve. Um she was where great on she's that. won a ton of of yeah. awards. Yeah, and the show itself has got a lot of acclaim and stuff. Yeah, so in this, she's playing, she's at a major university, playing the first woman of color to become chair. That's right. Become I a chair. I haven't seen the trailer for this yet. I guess it's like chair is like a, kind of like a principal, maybe, it's like type yeah, role or something the in the chair, school? Yeah, in the university? It means the, it's like a lead or whatever. You're all, you know? okay, administration First type. chair, second chair. Th- right. Uh, oh, oh, I'm I thinking think. of a... I don't no, know. No, I'm thinking of an orchestra. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is that a yeah, similar a chair, idea? A chairperson, like a chairperson. But like, yeah, right. And so, uh, yeah, it seems like in the in the thing, it's going to be a, like a dramedy, comedy f- for sure, because she falls mm. off the chair in the trailer. And um, okay. Well, she hasn't done too much. Is she funny on Killing Eve? Yeah, she is. Like okay. that show has this like I gotta element. Watch that. I'm of, so I'm so I feel so dumb for not having seen that already. Yeah, and I think you would really like that. At least the first. It looks uh, right up season. my alley. Yeah. It looks like it's it's for me. Oh yeah, and I'm obsessed with Eve. Uh, Eve. Well, Eve. She plays Eve. I'm trying to think who plays the um, the, the Russian uh, killer woman. of Eve. Yes. What she's kills amazing. Eve? Yeah, yeah, she's great. Um. I actually I made a mistake, Dan. I have two movies uh, oh. on that day. Okay. But one of them's quick. Oh. Uh, one of them is a I think it's a Netflix movie. No, HBO Max movie called Reminiscence. Uh, oh. Sci-fi movie starring uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, oh. He plays a, a yeah. It's a uh, the future sucks. It's it's uh, you just named it earlier. What's the movie with all the different references? Uh, Ready Player One. Uh It's got that idea where the world sucks, so people are going into uh, VR. It looks like Inception to me, though, too. The idea of creating the world and memories and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's tell you what, it's closest to Strange Days. You remember Mm. Strange Days? A little bit. Yeah, Yeah, roughly. Yeah. I know. Remember it's got got a cult following. The squid. I just remember the squid. No. That was the thing that you put on your head. That was a weird contraption that you wear oh. while you do a thing to record it. Okay. So then other people put it on and then experience the recording. Oh, okay. I just remember and, Ralph. And then, who's Ray Fiennes in that? He's the lead yeah, guy. He's the main character. He's like the main yep. guy. He's, okay. uh, it's, like a, it's a noir. It's for mm-hmm. sure a noir. Mm. So he would be the detective. Like he's the oh, detective. Okay. Part. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's got some of that feel, you know, Hugh Jackman. It does see it feels pretty regular every day. It doesn't seem got anything that special to it. Yeah. But hey, it might be like you said the Tomorrow War turned out to be, you know, better than it looked. So same thing could be yeah. here. Yeah. Uh yeah. Thandy, Thandy Newton, Tandy, pardon me. Tandy mm-hmm. Newton, yeah. uh Cliff Curtin, Curtis, who I like a lot in everything. Uh-huh. They're both in it. Um uh, Yeah, it I can tell you the okay. trailer is did not no, I did not like really the trailer really. Yeah, but like show you said, anything so, new. Yeah, yeah, and that, exactly. But that's exactly it. And it seems like it's meandering in its own kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. twists mm-hmm. and turns of like, you know, if, when you can't tell the the rules of the world very easily, mm-hmm. I feel like it it just like it's gonna be well, a tough sell. So we'll it's see. got a, it's got two hours and a half to tell you oh, <laughs> whether Jesus. it's got a story or not. Yeah. So, uh, if you don't feel like watching that, uh, might I uh, instead okay. yep. uh, say that the new David Bruckner film 
that's nobody you should know. Uh, the weird. Night House is coming out. David Bruckner, I talked about uh, okay. either last episode or the one before because I was describing a show called The Signal or a movie called The Signal. Uh-huh. That was three, three movie, three stories in one about a signal that makes everybody turn homicidal and oh. a few people who are not affected by it. Yep. He directed part of that. Okay. He also directed part of the horror anthology VHS. Um, oh, yeah. That's. Do you remember VHS? I yeah, I never saw it, it, but I know. Oh, no. Uh, okay. The first one's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, he directed the most fun part of that. That's the, the part called uh, Amateur Night. It's with the uh, vampire girl. You'll know when you see uh-huh. it. It's fun. It's a really cool one. Uh, he was also part of this movie called Southbound, which was basically the exact same thing as VHS, only... California based I think okay um, so obviously he likes uh, anthology horror movies this is something that he's into right yes but I like it I like his style I like the way he brings it and uh, he's been friends with AJ Bowen who's in, in all of those movies too uh-huh. uh, so he made a movie yeah. uh, that's coming out that's about a guy who built a, he built his wife her dream home he was an architect and also construction somehow uh-huh. whatever he built the whole house and it's her fucking dream house and he dies he kills himself something crazy leaves her a mystery to unravel what uh, what mystery uh-huh. go to this place like across the forest from our perfect house because it's in the forest oh here's the place you told me to go it's an exact replica of our house in reverse yes what does it mean what does it mean What's this I called? Know. I haven't seen it yet. The Night House. Oh, that it's is it. The Night House. Oh, you know what? This hmm? is out, too. Um, it's a 20th. Oh, ja- it released listen? January, August 20th in the United States. Yeah, so maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because it's, it's a 2020 movie. And I feel like I, this is one, yeah, I think I just maybe saw the trailer mm-hmm. originally when it came out probably last year or something. Yeah. Oh, cool. I've, been, I've heard oh. the name of it for a while. Yeah. Uh, David S. Goyer is producing. Uh, but uh, but this is the first time I've seen the trailer, and it looks dumb. So I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, but this guy's got a good track record. So I mean, yep, I think he does. Yeah, and uh, oh, he's doing the Hellraiser. Uh, remember, we I think we talked in our episode about I a show. I think that's maybe another reason why his name might have come up. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's got the uh, it's got it's got the the mystery house aspect. It's got. Like the puzzle box, like what's actually going on here. It possibly has ghosts. There's some blood footprints that appear on the ground. Uh And it looks like the whole thing might be part of a very popular word right now, but Uh for good reason. Uh Gaslighting. It might all be gaslighting. Wow. Uh, Jeez. I think you're going to see a lot of gaslighting in movies being the, like, main, like... Yeah. Uh, motivating factor, especially since The Invisible Man was such a success. success. Right. And that is a movie just about the aslight- gaslighting. Doesn't this Nighthouse movie remind you of the book that you like to talk about called, I think, The House oh. of Leaves? Yes. A little bit? House Doesn't it leaves. remind it you is, a little yeah. bit of that? Too? It's got a little bit of something. It's definitely got... Yeah. Maybe maybe that's even why I find myself with a little bit of affinity for this subject matter because it does yeah. look like stuff that I've, that I've been into. Yeah. Yeah, cool, I can man. see that, Dan. Good call. Good pull. Yeah, that's what I thought of. I think when I first saw that um, trailer mm. a while ago. Yeah, you saw, a, you thought of a book I described. That is, that <laughs> well, the, but Dan pays attention, everybody. <laughs> but remember, I told you because I've physically seen that. I forget who mm-hmm. owned it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Mike or you. Did maybe you brought it I, to Mike's house? I might have shown it to you. Yeah, on a recording session. It's a cool-looking yeah. book. Yeah, it's a weird-looking book. Yeah, it's the, the the first page is longer than the cover. 
because right. it's about a house that's bigger on the inside than on the outside. <laughs> Yes. It's, it's actually, if you guys really want to know, House of Leaves is about a, a junkie telling you about a movie that a blind movie reviewer saw. And then you're reading his review of a movie that doesn't exist about a house that's bigger on the inside than on the outside. Exist. That includes movie reviews from Ebert <laughs> and Siskel and Robert and shit. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. A, oh, oh, and the whole thing has letters from the editor or notes from the editors at the bottom who right. are actually other characters in the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fuck that's, it's crazy. And yeah. the whole thing started online as a series of hyperlinks. Yes. And yeah, I've never actually. it's a uh, Poe's brother. I don't know if you remember Poe, the the like kind of darkly gothic uh uh mid nineties uh uh alt rock girl. No, I don't know. I bet you if you saw her, oh, you'd be okay. like, oh, Poe, I remember her. Yeah. And that bro- yeah. her brother wrote it? That Mark P. Danielewski. Danielowski? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyways, you guys, that's a very difficult book to read. <laughs> um, what else you got, Dan? Um, oh, what's your next date? August 22nd. Me too. What you got? Uh, the Walking Dead. Ah, begins. they're coming back. Yeah, it begins. Well, they're doing the you know break the final season. Well, they've always broken their seasons up into two parts, but now they're doing uh, three parts apparently. <laughs> uh, I was gonna make that as a joke, but you're telling me that's the that's, truth. Yeah, because most of their seasons nice. lately have been eight episodes, like in October, and then eight mm-hmm. in the following year, like uh, February or something. And now they're Still, doing. That's a lot of episodes per year for a for a show that expensive. Yeah, yeah, sixteen. But now I guess mm-hmm. instead of wanting to do two more seasons, they're going to do twenty four total. But then split okay. it over eight, eight, right. and eight over uh, yeah the next right. year. So yeah. seems like seems like a solid way to go out. Better than the uh, walk uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, yes. Solution. Right. Just do a short whatever season and then just call it with a day. long episodes. With long. Right. Right. Yep. No, this is like mm-hmm. the more. Hey. Uh, Sopranos Breaking Bad approach, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, and it's weird cool. in the trailer too because I don't know if it's. Have you heard anything too about um, Rick Grimes coming back? Maybe Rick like Grimes. In the finale um, or yes. Oh, you have heard that. Uh, okay. But, okay. Uh, around the time Rick Grimes died, he was. Um, he that story was going around. Obviously, people were like, "Oh my God, they killed him!" Yeah. Um, and then I was like, "Bullshit!" Yeah, of course they did. First of all, no, I, this is from that. comics. I yeah. know how comics work. Yeah. Second of all, this is the biggest star on a huge show. Right. I know how TV works. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I read how he died, and I was like, "Oh, that's a totally comebackable." If you don't have a body, he didn't die. It's the, no, he gets on a pl- no, rules. he gets on a helicopter. We see him get. Oh right, yeah, right. right. But but then he but then they fake out for right. a second. There's a fake right. out like thing, but it's no, it's a planned. It's a it's well, a known thing for us. It's like a dramatic irony thing where everybody thinks he's dead. He's dead, but mm-hmm. we know he's alive as our audience. About. Yeah. About six months ago or so, I started hearing rumblings of where The Walking Dead goes after the after the core show stops. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They and a lot of the discussion has been about what the spinoffs are going to look like. Uh-huh. Uh And yeah, I heard then that Rick Grimes' show was definitely a possibility. So well, I was like, oh, then Rick Grimes is going to come back. But you heard about the movies too, so I wonder if we're going to get. Oh no, maybe they turned it into movies. Maybe yeah, it was shows it was, first, and now it's movies. Well, that's what I always heard initially was that he's leaving because he's like not leaving, leaving, but he's just going to. He, so he doesn't have the same breakneck schedule. He's just going to make yeah. movies on his own as Rick Grimes, 
like a, like one, two, okay. three movies. But maybe what they're going to do is have one of those come out before the end of the show, leading into the, sh- the end of the show or something. Mm-hmm. I could see that too. So it could be fun. Yeah, and and I don't think it's tough for us. To, like when I when we're putting together what Disney's going to do with the Marvel franchise, we're looking yeah. at like the guys who get paid the most to do it the best. Right. Right now with AMC, we're looking at the guys who get paid a lot to do it pretty good. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and so, wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Coach. They're not gonna they're not gonna swish like mm-hmm. the way you know it's not gonna be nothing yes. but net like Marvel. Uh, so yeah. you could just look at how they dealt with the fear of the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead, where at the beginning of the show they said these will never cross over. These are two different places. They're two different time periods. Yeah. They're not gonna. Nobody's watching Fear of the Walking Dead. We better put some of the characters of the Walking right. Dead into it. Right. I think it's gonna be very similar. It's gonna be play it by ear. What works best? Yeah. Is it working? No. Change it up. Yeah. And that's that's the fluidity of television, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll see. Cool. I, I look forward to reading stories about how the end <laughs> of The Walking Dead goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might. I might dip back in. I might dip back in. I like the, the uh, villains, dude. I always think that where are they going to go with the villains and stuff? And these next villains look like futuristic sci-fi freaking people. So mm. I don't my know what's brother going on. F- did the whole book, ser- uh, did the whole book series, and is has been on. I think all the show. I think he's watched everything. Yeah. So and he's been satisfied. Yeah. With the whole thing. Oh yeah. So if they're if if it keeps up the way it's been going, seems yeah. like it should be fine. Yeah, and it's kind of good they're wrapping up too because I think they were kind of. The ratings wise and things they're feeling that it's like winding down kind of naturally so it's probably best to stop before you get too far yeah. away from the original uh source material too oh that's true oh that's right yeah, yeah. yep absolutely uh, speaking of source material then the yes. same day on the 22nd uh-huh. uh chapel wait chapel white chapel wait i don't know what that uh adrian brody's new television program okay is coming out uh I don't know why. I feel like I, I was like, oh, we're going to talk about that later. Didn't I? I don't know. Is that know. not a thing I said? Oh, it's a Stephen nope. King thing. No, I didn't yes. know about this. So this is a show called, uh, what did I call Chapel it? Chapel White. Chapel White. Chapel Yeah. But you would know it by the name of the short story, Jerusalem's Lot. No, you wouldn't. You would know it by the name of... The full book adapted from uh, the short story uh-huh. Salem's Lot. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Jerusalem's Lot, shortened to Salem's Lot. But why? Wait, but Salem's Lot why is, is it a not big called ass Jerusalem's book? Lot? Yes, well, say, but that's but that's not what we're that's not what we're adapting here. Okay, we're adapting okay. Jerusalem's Lot. But what's the relation? The short story. The sh- that's the short story. Of the, the book, the book is Salem's kind of? Lot. The short story was Jerusalem's Lot. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, there's a okay. bunch of there's a bunch of Stephen there's like a handful of Stephen King short story books, uh-huh. and there's a bunch of like those things. Or and out of those, a handful of them became full stories. Mm. Like um, Stand by Me. Stand by yeah. Me was called The Body. Right. Um, okay. So yeah, this is taking Jerusalem's Lot and turning it into a, a new, okay. bigger story that doesn't have to follow Salem's Lot. Right. Okay. Interesting. Um, but if, if if I'm to understand correctly, uh, we're gonna see uh, the the same stuff that we saw in in the other story, which is basically vampires that lead into Lovecraftian horror, right? Huh. Kind of. Okay. It's kind of. I haven't seen this trailer. You saw a trailer, right, or no? Yes. Yes. yes oh, yes. okay. Yeah, I haven't even seen a trailer. Uh, for this the the sure. first couple of episodes are called "Blood Calls Blood" and "Memento Mori." So Ooh. you can tell it's it's a little bit 
drama overly dramatic horror which usually ends up somewhere in like uh gothic gothic horror right so okay. a little hey, lovecraft the, a little gothic the only th superficial thing that i'll kind of place on this just because they don't make a ton of stuff that's great is it's on epics Mm -hmm. Which is like not really in its favor necessarily. Not known so. for having a lot of good stuff. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do? You, can you think of an Epic's original show that you like or? Yeah, they're actually seen? yeah. Get Shorty was the best thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, on yeah Get Shorty. Yeah. I saw the first episode of that. I heard Perpetual Grace Ltd is very good. Perpetual Grace. Perpetual Grace Limited. I don't know. Isn't that the one with what's his name with uh, Gandhi in it? Yeah, Ben Kingsley, the Ben Kingsley show. Oh, it's got oh. Louis Guzman and Jimmy Simpson in it as well. Oh, I've heard it's very okay. good. Yeah, uh, Pennyworth is a show that I have seen. That's all I want to say about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've talked then, about that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and then yeah, I, ha I haven't seen I haven't seen anything else. But oh, I I tell you what, I'm surprised I've seen that much. And Perpetual Grace is not being renewed for a second season. So Oof. there you go. Tough. That sucks. Yeah. How do you say no to Ben Kingsley? I bet you he didn't want to come back. Uh, well, it says that they planned. Even though it doesn't have a second season, it was planned to conclude with a limited run. So it's like oh. they could run, they could end it if they needed to or whatever. They so. could come back for a movie and wrap it up if they want. Yeah. But that's All actually right. almost makes me want to see it more maybe if it's a single. You just know it's a season, you know, and that's it. That's well, all. if it ends okay. well. Uh, right. Right. Real fast, I forget yeah. when the movie. I think this is a, a Batista movie. Oh, no. Or a Jason Momoa. Oh, that's right. It's a Jason Momoa movie. I like Jason Momoa. I want him to do well. Uh -huh. uh, he's in a movie called Hit and Run. Oh, okay. Uh, that is just another fridging the uh, fridging a woman. Uh, oh, I meant to bring this up with our with our friend Yanni in the last episode because it was comic book related. Do you know you know the phrase fridging women, right? Women in refrigerators. I think you've told me. I think I've heard that from you, baby. Oh, but maybe. no, it's not a known phrase that I've heard. No. Okay. Uh, you're going to see it a lot more because as comic book lexicon comes into... I've seen comic book anime and wrestling lexicon are starting to move into normal everyday, like, speak. Uh-huh. Uh, and, yeah, uh, women in refrigerators... Refer, well, women in refrigerators specifically, I think, refers to either a book or a podcast. Uh, but it, mm -hmm. it's the idea of killing or maiming or hurting women as a plot point to uh, motivate a man. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. It refers to what time that in the comic books that um, the Green Lantern uh, was away for a while, came back home, opened his refrigerator, and in a tiny bit of the panel that you could barely see, the chopped the pieces of his girlfriend inside of the refrigerator. Yeah. yeah it's pretty fucked up. So as you're saying, uh, yeah, so to get up to like she, motivate. She actually wasn't chopped up. She was shoved in there, but uh -huh. they didn't want to show her body because they thought that was too dark. So they just kind of show her leg. But because it was kind of up in the corner, people just assumed that meant she was chopped up. So they actually made it worse by showing less. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, this looks like a movie where Jason Momoa's fancy wife gets killed. And now he has to protect a young girl, his daughter, from bad guys. Mm, yep. Yeah, that's I like I want to see Jason Momoa kick ass, but it seems real flimsy. Yeah, it's the same thing of like the trope of uh, the dead kid. Yeah, for a lot of those space movies, I recently heard on mm. uh, Unspooled they talked about this about because they were recounting a lot of different uh, uh, sci-fi like space movies. Yeah, I heard a couple of them. I heard a couple. Yeah, I heard the aliens ones. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they would talk about like how because like even. Um, uh, Tarkovsky, Andre Tarkovsky's uh, uh, Solaris, you know, is about like 
of the girlfriend that kills herself, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a motivation like, for the man to go do things. Yeah. In the movie. Right. Yeah. Or his future trauma dealing with the future. Trauma it does. It's like it's yeah. so it happens so much. It almost never happens the other way. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. It's a bummer because uh, other people should not be uh, fodder for just plot, like the your, plot devices. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. Yep. I just wanted to name that because it is a movie coming out and I like Jason Momoa. I want success for him. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, that uh, show that oh, people also, are... Oh, yeah. also... Um, no, 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 go ahead. Oh, you know, I don't know if it... Actually, we're, we're, I'm not bringing it up because I'm not a... F- I just haven't seen the show, and I'm not necessarily psyched mm-hmm. for it, but uh, he has that show, C, uh, that's on Apple oh, yeah, TV+, nobody Plus, liked I, it. I believe. They nobody liked like it, it, but they're coming back second season, so I don't know. Apple well, TV gonna that might be, might be a sunk cost thing, or maybe yeah, Apple yeah. TV's got some... They know something about season two that we don't. And I, I honestly, like, we're saying that from our... Kind of like high towers in a way, maybe because uh, I work with a guy who loves that show, and he's t- trying to oh, tell yeah. me about it. He's trying to tell me like, "Oh, you got to see the show." I, like, I, I almost wish I should. I almost want to start every podcast yeah. going like this is our perspective. Uh, just so you know, a lot of times, from a, yeah. from a point of view of will the person talking to you enjoy it, and does he want you to enjoy it or not? Right. Whether or not you want to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's my position. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. but you're not gonna watch the new Fantasy Island on Fox that comes out on the 10th. Nobody's gonna watch that. Oh you know who's God. gonna watch that? The people who watch Miami Vice and uh, uh, MacGyver and yeah. Uh, yeah. all those shows that some of us didn't even know are currently running shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the wife so We're not gonna watch the, that. Uh, yeah. What's the why those the rich wives? I wouldn't even say that. I what's think it called? the rich wives of blah blah blah. Oh, housewives. You mean like something housewives? housewives? Yeah. I put reality in a different. I put. When I think of like crappy scripted shows, why you go to crappy scripted shows and why you go to reality shows, I think are two different. Oh, feelings. I thought you were talking about that show. That's the. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something completely different. No, no, that's not fantasy. Fox is putting out Fantasy Islands uh, oh. Uh, scripted. Oh, okay. Oh, straight geez. up My like bad. the old yeah, show. Yeah. Actually, oh, no. I see what you're saying. It's straight up like the movie. Old. Yeah. It's a. It's like the movie mm. where you. It's a monkey's paw movie. Oh, it's a okay. monkey's paw TV show. Uh huh. I didn't even. Okay. Yeah. I've, yeah. See. Good. You don't need to erase it yeah. from your memory. Thank you. Don. You got it. Uh, what else you got? I the last thing We're I have. We're almost done, I think. Yeah, I'm almost done too. You, have you heard of this show that uh, it comes out August 31st called Only Murders in the Bill? Only murder. Only murders in the building. Such a weird. I title. have heard of it. Oh really? Okay. While researching oh. this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but previous like nothing, right? Because nope. I had never I heard. heard of it. Nope. So Stephen. Steve it's Martin. It's got a lot of. It's got some names in it too. Yeah. It's freaking Steve Whoa. Martin's doing a Steve TV Steve Martin show. Short. Steve Martin Short. It's very good. Steve Martin Short and uh, Vanessa, v- not Vanessa Hudgens, Selena Gomez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vanessa, I didn't, they don't, I don't mix them up. Uh, I was looking at a Vanessa Hudgens' Powerless show earlier. I was going to oh. bring it up for something else. Oh, okay. But no, this is specifically Steve Martin co-created show, not with, mm-hmm. Martin Short's just in it, I think, as a mm-hmm. actor. Because they do a lot of stuff together. Yeah, it's kind of funny because, yeah, they've been touring doing their, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, uh, what do you call it? Like, Steve. Oh, maybe that's just. Oh, no, the no. They did have a show. Stand up. They had a show, show. Like a, yeah, like a, like a two handed uh, uh, comedy show. Um, kind of like, cool. oh, hello. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but I think part of it is uh, Steve Martin so he can play the banjo a little bit too and blah, blah, mm. blah. Yeah. Everything is so Steve Martin <laughs> can play the banjo. <laughs> he played it on 30 Rock. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, th- wow. Yeah. No, I know. It's, I, I, I don't know because I'm yeah, a big Steve um, Martin fan. So it's anything with him, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely check it out. Even though this, I don't know. It's, it's a, like it's like a, rich, a rich true guy crime. Show. It's I'll tell you exactly what it is. Yeah. It's it's 
it's tapping into people love and I'm going to say a lot of women yeah. mostly, yeah. but people in general, because I count myself among them, are really into the true crime thing right now. And mm-hmm. especially into the whole citizen detective uh, aspect mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. So this is very much playing like a couple of true, ki- true crime podcast fans found themselves yeah. intrigued in some uh, neighbor conspiracies. Right. And they're going to yeah. they're going to stick their nose where it doesn't belong. And maybe they might find something hinky going on. Huh? But did, oh, so did you watch the trailer for this? Yes. Uh, is okay. the thing that you're going to butt the thing I'm going to butt? Because I have a butt. Well, yeah, because they imply that uh-huh. somebody's oh, a murderer that's yes. in the show as the lead person. Oh, so it's, it's the like, there. Has, a crime has been committed already. For yes. sure there is yes. a crime. Yeah. And it could be and your neighbor. It could be your neighbor, your best friend. Could or be blah, anybody. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and you so. know how I know it could be anybody? Uh, because it comes from... Uh, the creator of This Is Us, one of the oh. most treakly, uh, yeah. straight, but, but that uh-huh. being said, uh, mm-hmm. one of the most successfully treakly shows that exists, yeah. that show gets to people, man. It, it got nominated like, for a freaking yeah, Emmys this year. Yeah. You cannot mm-hmm. say it's it's not like a success at what yes. it's trying to do right it's it's it absolutely is so yeah. uh dan fogelman the creator of that show is the driving force behind this show which was super surprising to me considering this oh. looks silly and fun and that show is sad if i had to guess though let me see because that's not the name that i saw which is john hoffman as a co-creator mm-hmm. so i wonder if that this is us guy might be just a producer might be a producer um yeah like he has a hand involved but maybe not necessarily on the creative Specific side because the, the, sh- the look not. and feel of the show actually, is completely different from right. From uh, I, this I, is I us, tell yeah. you the truth, I would prefer if he was in uh, uh-huh. involved in the show. I think that he's got a uh, he must have something unique about him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman. Where did yeah. I pull? Uh, what's his face from? I thought I saw that too. Yeah, from I something got it from somewhere, but sure. Yeah, must have found it somewhere. And well, I just. Glanced at a bunch of information that didn't find his name again, so I don't know. Oh no, but his name is in the. It's this show shows up in his producing credits, sure. Of which he only yeah. has like five. So okay, yeah. No, it's a good sign because either way, even whatever his this is us yeah, magic could be. Whatever. Yeah, easily mm-hmm. a trickle down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the only other thing I have, other than the fact that uh, the end of the remake of Evangelion is coming to Netflix on the 13th. Uh-huh. Gonna, I've been waiting for that to come out so I can watch the whole thing. And Dan, I think oh. it might be time for you to dip into Neon Genesis Evangelion. We're, okay. we're often trying to find the right anime for Dan to watch. Yeah. And uh, you go anywhere and ask what is the number one anime you should watch and Evangelion's going to be on the list somewhere. Yeah. It's easily the most metaphoric uh artistic like yep. overly up its own butt about visuals right. angels and devils being aliens and yep. humanities like evil within them kind of a thing okay. science and shit mm-hmm. it's got a lot of that and it, and in the end it's all it's really a story is about a boy coming of age that's really what they, okay. like every other story right yeah but they started remaking the show in movie form a few years ago by the original Hideaki Anno, the original creator, the, the artistic mind behind it. Yeah. And the finale, which is currently, I think, Japan's most money-making uh, theatrical film. Yeah. Um, the finale is coming to Netflix on the 13th. 
Wow. Uh, they will then have the entirety of what is Evangelion. The first time it's been anywhere that you can access it since it wow. originally came out on like the first DVD pressing. Wow. Crazy. So, yeah, should be. Okay. I, I, I'm going to check it out, and then I'll say, Dan, I think this might be one for you or not. For the for the new relaunch stuff, you mean? For, or? for Then you would have to, I mean, have to then go it back. would be the three movies. Yeah. Is it just this movies? This would be the third one. Is there no TV? There's no show? The original was a TV show that ended uh-huh. in a movie that was super confusing, so they made a second movie to, to clear it up, uh-huh. and that movie was more confusing than the first. <laughs> uh, there's also uh-huh. porn. There's wow. everything. Yeah. It's it is, it's, it's yeah. some silly things, but um, but this seems like like everybody's been waiting for them to release, re-release, remake, or do something with this again. Yeah. And so far, this seems to be the one that everyone has agreed is the correct way to do it. So okay, I'm gonna check them out and I'll get back to you, Dan. Cool, man. And then yeah, other than that, uh, that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for me too. Yeah, so. All right, so well, there's some stuff in August. It's not nothing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Totally missed the end of the month. Candyman, the Nia oh, da Costa Candyman comes out. Uh, oh, yep. Peel Peel wrote it with Nia da Costa. Uh-huh. Uh, those are two names that I look forward to seeing what they do in in yeah. movies and stuff. Uh, yeah. The guy who played Doctor Manhattan in yep. uh, in Walkman, uh, Watchmen. Yep. is playing uh, Candyman. Tony Todd's back. Right. You know, Tony Todd's not coming around unless they're paying him a lot of money. Wait, who's just that? kidding? Is that the guy? Tony Todd is the original Candyman. Uh, yeah. Oh, He's, uh, oh, I was going to say. Yeah. Remember, uh, you know him from, um, what what's it called? Uh, you Can't Get Away From It. Death is Coming For You Forever. It's your destination. Final destination. Oh, really? Oh. Remember, he comes out in all the final destinations as oh. the guy who explains the rules to the people. Oh, I forgot that. The kids are that. always like, what's going on? Yeah. And there's always a, a guy. <laughs> Who goes? This is what's going on. <laughs> right. That's Tony Todd. That's what. Yeah. No. I've All heard, right. I've heard Candyman was my last. Yeah. I've heard many, many great things. So I'm definitely. It's riding around that about an eighty percent, which I think is just right for yeah. this kind of for for a horror movie that's trying to be that's trying to supersede its its station. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. On that, that's it. That's August for me. I think Sweet. that's it for you too, Dan. Yes, that's it. Okay. Adios. Adios. Now, watch.